Hello and welcome to Banana Talk, your cannabis podcast with your host, Carl Banana. It's bananas. Uh, so today I've got an extra special guest coming on. I've got Reese Cohen from Fresh Leaf Analytics, the principal consultant over there. Uh, and he's jumping on to talk to us about some really cool insights that they will be releasing next week at the A A Cannabis Conference in Melbourne. Super excited. So Fresh Leaf just to give you a little bit of background, they basically release these reports uh, every six months and they give you some insights to the immediate future of cannabis in Australia. They report on what's been happening um, in the background in terms of patient approvals, product competition, product pricing. They, they dip in some bits and pieces like market forecast and the rest. And they've done an awesome job in the past. And I can't wait to see what this report's going to bring out because We've turned a new leaf in the industry. There's something happening. It, you know, everyone's a little bit concerned because you're looking at the cannabis industry from a worldly perspective. You're looking at what's happening in Canada and in the USA and and to in Europe to a degree. So when you look at Australia and you don't really understand what's happening, you're like, is anything even happening? Well, yes, there is. And Fresh Leaf have got the analytics to support that. Um, so I'm so, so, so excited to see uh, this new report that Reese has been working on with the team. It's going to give us a really nice in-depth insight to see what's happening and how we can potentially jump into the market. So just to give you a little bit of background on Reese, Reese uh, Cohen is a recognised thought leader in the space. He's a director of a Cannabis Consulting Australia, um, and previously the Senior Project Officer at University of Sydney's Lambert Initiative for Cannabinoid Therapeutics. So he's been in the industry for quite some time. Um, he's done an absolutely awesome job. And to be honest, I can't wait to get him on. So without further ado, I'm going to call him. <laughs> Hello, Carla. Hey, Reese. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Sorry, I, I tried calling you and then my phone had a spastic attack. And oh, that's all right. All like, good. I'll just quickly hang up and I'll, I'll resolve that. Anyway. No worries. <gasps> how are you? What's been happening? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, uh, busy as always. I'm in Melbourne at the moment uh, a few days early uh, before this conference next week. So just working on my slides and catching up with some friends. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Right, so- yeah, yeah, things are really busy at the moment, trying to organise my trip to America. Oh, uh, very cool. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to LA for about two weeks in April. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, and I'm, Anything in particular? Or? Uh, no, I'm literally just going to LA and I'm going to explore the cannabis market over there and see how wow. the cannabis culture has developed uh-huh. since I was last there in 2017. Oh, so you've been before, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I've been before and um, when uh-huh. I was there, they had legalised recreational cannabis, but it wasn't rolling out until 2018. Um, right. So it was a little bit of an interesting culture to be a part of and now yeah. I want to see back, I want to go back and see what they've done. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't, I actually haven't kept up with many US markets, um, including California, but yeah, it, it sounds like they continue to struggle with some 
challenges around uh, excise taxes, uh, complex uh, license processes. Mm. You know, they've got so many different layers of government getting involved in this stuff as well. So, um, yeah, it sounds like from, from what I've been hearing, it's, it's pretty pretty tough going in the legal market there at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, so, yeah, talking to people over there, they're having a lot of troubles, especially with all the cutbacks. Like, Medman's pretty much um, got rid yeah. of half their payroll. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Med- Medman's not going to be around for too much longer. Um, that seems pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Super sad. But, oh, well, we're in Australia, so we're really lucky, right? Right, where we're, we're the cannabis industry is thriving and there are no problems and, you know, it's, there's so much easy money just, like, flowing around and, um, you know, everyone's happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great country to be in right now. Um, <laughs> there's much more to happen, um, which mm-hmm. is why I'm talking to you right now. Right. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. We're in a very fortunate position. And it was I was really um, cut up about it because last week I really wanted to touch base with you and have uh-huh. a conversation with you at the Medical Cannabis Council, but everyone was really busy and then I had to run out. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It was a hectic, a hectic evening, yeah. Yeah, we went over a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure did. Lots happening. Um, mm-hmm. But from that stance, what's happening with you? Um, uh, well, uh, this month is just a bunch of conferences for me. So, well, not, not just a bunch of conferences, a bunch of conferences, which is fun. So we've got a cannabis on Tuesday and Wednesday down in Melbourne. And then I'm going over to Auckland a couple of weeks after that for the MedCan summit 2020. Um, and then coming back to Melbourne, uh, at the end of April for the farm out conference. Um, so yeah, but it's going to be, it's going to be great because we've just finished our new, uh, fresh leaf. Uh, industry report. So these are the free reports that we put out every six months. Um, and this is the first one that I've had an opportunity to work on since joining Fresh Leaf last November. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've got, you know, lots of juicy slides, uh, juicy graphs and um, new data to share and talk about. So I'm, I'm pretty geared up for it actually. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And you're releasing it at the conference. Um, that's right. Yeah, on the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So cool. So the last, uh, yeah, so the last um, report was in July, was it? I think it was like a September or October. I think September, it was the, the, Q, the Q3 2019 report. Yeah, I think it was September they released it. Or we released it. That's right, because I was reading over it and I was like, mm. oh, wow, this is really cool. Like um, mm-hmm. some really fresh insights in there. So mm-hmm. um, so what have you been working on? What's been, what's been happening with the analytics so far? Um, well, we've been picking up a bunch of new clients, which is great and uh, doing some more work with some existing clients, which is a lot of fun. So, um, most of the, most of the projects that we tend to do for clients tend to be around market entry advice and insights. So, you know, this company, for example, a company wants to bring a new product to Australia, maybe they're from overseas, maybe they're local, um, and they want our, uh, insights on. Uh, you know, what's everyone else doing in terms of this product category? What are they pricing at? You know, what, you know, what are the unit sizes? What are their distribution strategies? Um, you know, what marketing strategies are people using? Um, you know, how, how can you make sure that if you've gone to all this time and effort and put all this money into getting this product to market, that it's actually going to move units and, and get to the hands of patients? Um, so that's, that's a lot of the work that we've been doing is producing reports and, and, and providing some analytic insights on where the gaps in the market are, you know, what, what products are popular, um, you know, why some products don't tend to sell as well as others. 
um, and that kind of thing. That's really cool. It's uh, people really need that help to try and navigate uh, the market right now. It's really an interesting right. space to work in, but it's quite a different yeah. space to get involved with. Especially because there's very, very little. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, very few people are, are providing these kinds of services to the Australian market or, or any market sort of globally. Really, it's uh, one of the one of the one of the many challenges of working in the cannabis industry is um, how everything's so new and how uh, there's very little transparency um, and uh, it can be hard to know sort of what's going on um, in the marketplace. Yeah, and that's the thing. You try and explain that to other people, uh, sort of like the outsiders. You're like, hey, look, uh-huh. we haven't got everything worked out at the moment and that's just because mm-hmm. we've experienced, what, 80-plus years of prohibition. Um, right. And so we're in a space which is sort of uncharted. We're really pioneering right. the space right now. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. you, you yourself have been in the industry for quite some time doing cannabis mm-hmm. consulting with your company, uh, Cannabis Consulting Australia. Which is That's nice. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been really cool stepping from that and then jumping uh-huh. into Freshly, where yeah. they literally go back and do all these reports and have a look exactly. at uh, how the how the industry can really thrive. Yeah, it was a, it was a really natural transition for me um, to go from freelance consulting, basically, mm. uh, to you know working within an organisation that that has a lot more expertise than I do, and I can draw on that. Uh, and also, you know, more resources and, you know, crucially access to this, um, this data set, you know, these data sets from, from the clinic business. Yeah, that's super crucial. That's what everyone needs, really. We need, yeah, um, we need the feedback. We need to know what's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you guys work some, with some really cool companies like Boat Australia, uh, uh, Aletheia, mm-hmm. Wildhouse Labs, Priceline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess you guys have got your, your fingers in all baskets really. In all That's baskets. right. Yeah. Well, we've, we've now, we're now working or have worked with, um, most of the major players, um, domestically and, and a few sort of big name international companies as well. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone, you know, at least, you know, from the global standpoint anyway, everyone's got at least one eye, a side eye on Australia. You know, even, even if they're not actively pursuing the market at the moment, everyone's sort of keeping, keeping a watch on it because. I mean, you know, outside of North America, outside of the States and, and Canada, um, you know, there's Germany and there's Australia. And that's basically it as far as like, you know, what you could refer to as um, adolescent, you know, sort of markets or, you know, semi-mature um, markets. I mean, there's, there's lots of huge opportunity globally in lots of countries, you know, getting started. But as we have seen in Australia, it takes a good five years minimum you know, from setting up a new framework to actually having a functional industry. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, in the meantime, people are looking for, for opportunities um, to enter new markets. And, yeah, Australia is definitely one of the one of the bigger ones besides the US and Canada, of course. Yeah. We've, we've got a very, very big market here. What, in the last report that I read, we had 500,000 people uh, who want access to medicinal cannabis and so far we've only like unlocked one one thousand uh, sorry five thousand which is like one percent of the market yeah thereabouts i mean we're up to about ten thousand active patients as of the end of last year so That's cool. um we went from about one and a half thousand to ten thousand in 2019 um and now we're expecting that to go from about ten thousand to yeah anywhere between uh you know twenty to thirty thousand maybe more you know it's kind of hard to hard to make those um those longer term forecasts, but yeah, um, yeah things, things are slowly starting to open up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Like we've obviously got a long way to go. There's a lot of things to work out, which is sure. I think mainly for the patients really. And the one thing that I always mm. hear about is mm-hmm. how, what do I do if I consume cannabis? How do I drive? Yeah. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like am I exempt? Right, yeah. Yeah, the the big um, the big barriers to patients at the moment are continue to be uh, the driving situation, um, pricing, and uh, finding a doctor who's who's educated and interested. Um, you know, now unfortunately, uh, you know those those are all problems that if you're if you're privileged enough to have lots and lots of money, you can sort of get around it. Um, so it is creating this sort of reinforcing this social divide, which is you know the whole point of socialized medicine and the PBS system is to um, uh, standardize access to medicine because we think that's a, a universal right. So when you, when you have a situation where there's a class of medicines that aren't currently being um, subsidized in the same way that other medicines are, it really brings into quite stark relief um, you know how, how access to essentials is determined by you know how, how socially mobile you are basically. Really interesting. I, I feel really sorry for people. I was saying this uh, the other day to Tim, uh, yeah. your colleague, and I was saying, "Look, mm-hmm. I have aunties who are at a disadvantage here. They want access. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have gotten access, but now they're just figuring out. Hold up, this is actually breaking the bank. What am I supposed to do with yeah. myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not something to enter into lightly. Well, I mean, what what really concerns me is, um, I mean, obviously, like you know, so so Freshleaf Analytics is is um, part of the same company that runs the medical cannabis clinic. So, you know, I have a, have a, a conflict of interest to disclose. But I, you know, some clinics operate in a way that I find to be quite ethical and that they will explicitly inform people preemptively of the cost. Mm. And if people, you know, go, oh, my God, I can't afford that, then, you know, they say, well, you know, that's, that's what it's going to cost. So, you know, you're better off knowing that sort of early on in the piece. Um, but I have heard of lots of times that people only realizing how much this whole process is going to cost, you know, once they've come out of the doctor's office or once they've gone to the pharmacy. Um, and by then you've already spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on, you know, getting to that process. And then, and then you're stuck uh, and, you're, and you're back to square one. I think that, that really sucks. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, okay, I'm going to try to get better. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but something we've got to give, I, I don't you know, it's, um, it's a pretty untenable situation at the moment, the price stuff. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a complicated situation, but it's very understandable why there is this price gap as well. Um, mm. a lot of the companies at the moment, you know, they've got to there's import, export cost, and then there's taxes, yeah. and then there's on top of that, yeah. you've got to do the clinical research behind it. Uh-huh. Um yeah. and then you've well, also that's it. like none none of these companies are making any I mean, some of them are making a small amount of revenue, but none of them are turning a profit. And none of them will turn a profit for a while, mm. um, you know. So it's um, yeah. There's not there's not there's not a lot of uh, fat to be trimmed uh, from the producer's perspective. Anyway, I, I do suspect that, that some of the maybe some of the distributors and importer exporters are are taking a normal commercial margin, you know. But you know, when you're talking about a medicine that isn't subsidised, that cost gets added directly onto um, what patients have to pay out of pocket. So um, although it might be normal. Um, to to enjoy a you know a reasonable margin um, for other commodities and for other medicines, um, you know when they're when they're unregistered medicines, um, it, it it causes a real problem. Yeah, of course. 
That's really interesting. I'm just sort of absorbing this information whilst I'm also <laughs> in and amongst it. Like you read sure, all sure. these reports and you you, right. um, you see these, the news outlets, you see what the media yeah. sort of reports on. You're like, okay, yeah. that's not really lining up from what I'm actually understanding from the actual industry. Uh-huh. What I see from, yeah. for example, Prohibition Partners or uh-huh. yourself, which is like Freshly, sure. um, yeah. there is a real need for it and people uh-huh. are trying to get access to it. It's just yeah. that that's where the difficulty lies and where people yeah. like you are here to be able to yeah. sort of close that gap and yeah, make something just, happen. Yeah, I mean, just, just provide the, um, the the unbiased information that people need to make informed decisions, you know. Like mm. I have a lot of respect and time for prohibition partners and the work they do. I think they're, they're a pretty tremendous group. Um, it, you know, their reports tend to focus on the potential market size Mm. Um, which is useful and interesting, you know, in, in many situations. Mm. Um, you know, freshly, we, we tend to focus on short-term forecasts mm. of, uh, of you know, sort of current market size, I guess, yeah. um, which, you know, this, we're measuring different things. We're trying to do different things. But, um, you know, if you're a company trying to make strategic decisions today about what you're doing in the Australian marketplace, um, I would rather know, you know, what the current size of the Australian market is as opposed to what the, what the, what the hypothetical potential might be. I mean, we know, you know, cannabis is a widely used um, a product for medical and non-medical users. Um, you know, the fact that it will be a huge multi-billion dollar industry globally, eventually, you know, that's, that's taken as given. Um, but it's about, you know, how we get to that point. What's the, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm going to be a little bit naughty here and pry, sure. but... What what can we expect from the new report? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll I mean we will have some updated figures on um, uh, on our new sort of forecasts for, for this year in terms of patient figures, active patient figures. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have an update on um, how many how many products are now on the market and what those products are in terms of um, both their their the type of product, like if it was a, you know, oil products or sprays or whatever, and also their formulation, so Schedule 4, Schedule A, balanced product, high THC products. Um, and, uh, and what you'll see is that the market has continued to grow in terms of the products that are available. Um, we'll be talking about some pretty significant price reductions which have happened across the market um, in the last six months, which is really encouraging. Um, and we'll also be uh, you know discussing some hypothetical scenarios about how the Schedule Three CBD low dose, you know, over the counter CBD thing might play out. So, and and some some other bits and pieces thrown in there for good measure. Oh, that sounds so exciting! I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty keen for it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited for you to be able to present uh-huh. this to everyone at the expo next week, or not the expo, the conference next week. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's really exciting. Are you are you sort of beside yourself when you when you're doing all these works? You've done the report, no. you've done all these bits and pieces, and now you're presenting your baby. Oh, it's, it's little bits and pieces here and there. Like, you know, this is, this is, you know, uh, you know, we, you know, collectively we didn't, we didn't spend as long producing this report as, as we do producing some client reports, you know? Um, but of course client reports are commercial or confidential. Mm. Um, so I rarely get to, to stand up on a stage and go look at this thing I did, but we did. Uh, Cause it was, it was a team effort as well. I think that's one of the fun things about Fresh Leaf is, um, yeah, collaborating with, with Tim, who's the director, because he's, you know, ex-partner at Accenture Management Consulting and, you know, ex, uh, the director of Tilray APAC or some, some such title, um, back in the day. So, um, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of knowledge, um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy to work with. So, yeah, it's, it's just an enjoyable, an enjoyable project. 
It does sound like it. I, I wish yeah. I was doing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep you in mind. You never know. We might grow. Yeah, please. <laughs> I reckon you will grow. There's there's enough yeah. growth happening in the industry. It's in its infancy. Yeah. And you guys are definitely knocking on the right doors. So yeah. Yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah. But that that leads me to my question here. How did you sure. actually get involved with cannabis? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was always... I, I started off by being really, really interested in, uh, so I, I went to uni and I did uh, political economy, which is like um, looking at economics as a social science is probably the best way to understand it. Mm. And um, and I, early on in my undergrad, I, I was in conversation with someone at the pub and I realized that the price of illegal cannabis in Sydney hadn't changed in the last 20 years. Oh. Um, and I was like, what, 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 huh? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and not, you know, and, and it got me thinking like, oh, what are the, you know, what's going on in this market? Like, what are the dynamics? What are the, you know, what are the factors that are contributing to this? And I, I was really curious to find that out. I, I ended up doing my honors thesis, but, but couldn't, couldn't, couldn't try and answer that question because it would have been too challenging. So, um, I ended up writing my honors thesis, again, sort of historical political analysis of cannabis legalization in the United States, um, which was great. Had a, you know, fascinating time, you know, just sat down and read for, and wrote for a whole year. Uh, and then I went, right, okay, great, did that, better get a real job. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then I basically found myself in the right place at the right time. So um, the business school at Sydney Uni announced that it was going to be writing a policy white paper on medical cannabis with um, MGC Pharmaceuticals. Mm. So I got in touch with them and uh, ended up um, coordinating that project for them. And, and we, you know, a team of about six of us produced this, um, this white paper document, which was, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, and then halfway through the, the writing process, the um, medical cannabis legalization happened in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I seem to be in the right place here at the right time. Um, I better do something about it. So I just, yeah, built, my, built myself a really basic website and called myself a consultant um, and just, you know, <laughs> started doing consulting in inverted commas. You know, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and uh, now, you know, sort of 44-ish years later, I guess, um, here I am. That's kind of the story. Wow, that's so inspiring. Yeah. That's really cool. I really, I really, really like that story. That's um, mm. an interesting way. It's funny how you find yourself in all these different situations. That's it. Yeah. It, well, it, you know, I always say, you know, you, you, everyone's always walking through life sort of backwards, and everything sort of makes sense in retrospect. But you don't really know where you're going um, in the first place. You just kind of got to kind of be open to opportunities. I really like that. Thank you for your words of wisdom there. No, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so given all of this uh-huh. history with cannabis and obviously right. you've done much research, you've, you know, spent mm. past five, six, seven years. Well, how long mm. How long would you say you've been in the industry? Oh, five, 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 I mean, like I, the industry's only been around for four years in Australia. If you believe. It's kind of yeah. crazy to think about it. So February 2016, so that's exactly – Four years ago was the was the narcotic drugs amendment bill. That's nuts. So you'd say four years working on my honours thesis. So yeah, four four and a bit. Wow. Mm. And you've come so far since then. You've done an awesome job. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole the whole industry sort of gone from nothing to you know where it is now, and yeah. Yeah, we're going places. That's right. Um, but having a look at what you've done and what's happened in the past, what do you think uh-huh. is going to happen in the next five years? What would you say your prediction is? Ooh, five years. So medical cannabis in Australia? Uh, yeah, we'll go for medical and then we'll okay. touch on maybe yeah. recreational. Cool, cool. 
Um, so five years medical cannabis in Australia. I reckon, I reckon we'll have at least one, you know, maybe two more drugs registered on the ARTG cannabis drugs. Um, well, actually, no, I'll be more I'll be more ambitious than that. I'll say I'll say three or four new new drugs registered on on the ARTG um, for specific indications, and we'll probably end up with one or two of those being listed on the PBS for certain limited conditions. So I think it's totally likely that say Epidiolex will get on the P- will get registered, and then we'll go on the PBS for um, uh, Lennox Gusto and, and Drave syndrome. And, you know, maybe we'll get a set of X on the PBS for MS spasticity or MS pain. Um, I, I think within five years, that's, that's totally reasonable. Uh, what, I think what will really, and, and of course, you know, along the way, you know, patient access will continue to improve um, and more doctors will, will start prescribing. I think the low-dose over-the-counter CBD thing is a huge game-changer from the industry side of things. Mm. I'm, I'm, I think the efficacy of low-dose CBD is pretty dubious. I don't know if it's going to do much therapeutically for patients, but people want to buy it and want to take it, and you know, if it's safe to do so, then they should be allowed to do it. Um, yeah, but as, as far as the industry goes, I think that's going to be a huge uh, transformative um, effect on, on the local industry here. Um, but then really, you know, when we talk about Australia's medical cannabis industry in the medium term in five years, you know, most of their business activity is going to be um, generated internationally. So, you know, we've got markets like Brazil and Mexico and, you know, Spain and France, um, you know, within, within five years, they will all have, um, more, I think it's likely they'll all have a pretty robust uh, local demand for legal medical cannabis products. Um, yeah, so... It, 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 it'll, it'll certainly be interesting. I, I would like within five years for some of the medical stigma in Australia to have been um, addressed. Um, that's, that's still very much uh, front and centre for a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, tends to put up a lot of barriers. Honestly, I never I never really think that far ahead um, because everything <laughs> is so, <laughs> everything's so dynamic. Uh, we haven't even had five years of medical cannabis in Australia, legal exactly. medical cannabis in Australia. Yeah, it's kind of hard to imagine what I might look like five years from now. Yeah, it's um, crazy to think about it, hey? Because yeah. it's sort yeah. of, whilst yeah. we're moving at a slow pace, we're moving sure. quite quickly, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's like, you know, I think because anyone who's, who's got a, a, some kind of stake in medical cannabis, like whether you're a patient or a carer or an industry person or, or whatever, um, if you're paying close enough attention to something, it will always feel like it's moving at a snail's pace. And look, especially if you're, you know, got terminal cancer or, you know, a child with horrible epilepsy, like, you know, every day counts. Um, and so, and so, you know, that'll, that'll give you some really, some really tight perspective on, on the progress of things. But, you know, I think when you look at, when you consider, um, you know, the, um, the huge barriers that have been in place for, for the medicalization of cannabis for so long, um, and you know the ones that continue to exist. I think I think the fact that we've come to where we are now in the few years that it's been is actually quite remarkable in some ways. Um, I'll probably have people fighting me on Twitter about that comment, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know when you look at it you know sort of objectively, it is you know it, it could it could be it could be better, of course, and it, we we could be doing things faster, and we should try and do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think we yeah I think the progress we've made so far has been quite extraordinary. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's legal. 
for the entire country. It's federally legal. America right. still doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's right. I mean, we're still we're still one of the few countries in the world that has a at least semi-functional, you know, federally legal medical cannabis framework. And we're, and we're one of the only countries in the world that's manufacturing um, cannabis medicine to a pharmaceutical grade quality standard. You know, that's still the case. Yeah, and that's absolutely insane. I think it's awesome. We're doing mm. a great job. So I would yeah. say we're at the forefront of it. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. that's a bit of a leap of faith, but we I mean, are for now. For, for now. now, yeah. For now, yeah. we're doing some pretty cool things, um, and I'm that's sure great. we've got a big way, a, a long way to go. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's medicinal. But what would you say about mm-hmm. recreational? Uh, I think it's probably inevitable that 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 adult use cannabis gets legalized in Australia at some point in time. I think it's totally totally plausible. Mm. Um, you know. Who knows how long away that might be? Yeah. Australia is a pretty conservative country in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to drug policy. Yeah. Um, but it's not impossible to imagine five years from now a situation where New Zealand is legalised at the federal level, um, where America has I don't know decrim- has you know come to some kind of arrangement um, at the federal level. You know, a couple of other uh, important uh, you know sort of G twenty countries have have made steps towards legalization. I think, I think the political equation will start to change. Um, and of course, you know, about 10 to 12% of Australians use cannabis every year. Um, that's remained stable for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Public support is turning around. So there was a poll that came out, I think late last year, um, that showed support for, for recreational legalization in Australia had, had improved quite significantly from several years before. So I think as global progress gets made and global attitudes change, you know, Australia, we're a pretty globalized country. I think, um, I think we receive those messages and, and, um, and it starts to change sort of public opinion here. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's a guarantee that it will happen. I'm just not sure about what time scale. Yeah. It's a bit hard to sort of pin it right now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's just do one thing at a time, right? Right. Exactly. Well, you know, I, that's why I don't, and I don't, you know, not no. much of my brain power gets put towards adult use stuff because it's just so, yeah. um, it's secondary, you know, like I, um, you know, I support reasonable drug policy and harm minimization. Um, but you know, right now, you know, you just want to focus on, you know, getting, getting medicine to people who are, who are in pain, who need it. you know, and then the, the, you know, the, the, the recreational stuff will come later, I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Mm. Well said. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the report that comes out next week. So it's March 3rd. Yeah. We expect to see March it. 3rd. That's right. So you can yeah check out freshleafanalytics.com.au and download it from there. Yep. Um, free report. So, yeah, have a crack at it. Yeah, it's nice and easy. You can just go on, download it, mm-hmm. and then you've got it yep. stored. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can share it with everyone else who needs to know. So that's the, the best that's part. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I won't take t- too much more of your time. I mm-hmm. do want to say thank you for jumping on this call with yeah. me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good, it. good to chat. It yeah. is really good to chat and it's really interesting mm-hmm. to sort of get your insight and, you know, meet more people in the industry. Um, it is a yeah. very small industry in Australia at the moment and it's sure getting is. bigger, but uh-huh. you, uh, you you are a thought leader in the space. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you've been doing it for quite some time. So I really respect the work that you've been doing. So oh, thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. For, well, thank you for doing the work that you have been doing because well, you've set pleasure. the stage, you know, you've set, set the path for everyone else, really. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, let's, 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 let's not go crazy, but yeah, no, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being well, honest. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank no, you so that, that's Thanks okay. No, that's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have one last question for you. Sure, it's a bit of a funny question, which is, uh-huh. um, do you have a favorite hemp or cannabis product? Because huh. you know what? I actually saw your Twitter uh-huh. and you wrote a comment about, I wonder if P- it was something along the lines of like, oh, you know, I absolutely absent-mindedly scroll oh, through yeah. my feed and uh-huh. have like bongs and all the rest going yeah. through my page. Uh-huh. I wonder yeah, yeah, what yeah. someone would say if they were just sort of uh-huh. looking over my shoulder and having a peek. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. It's something that crosses my mind. Um, you know what's funny? I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I'm not a medical patient, so I don't consume medical cannabis mm. and I don't have any hemp um, products in my house. My housemate, actually, my housemate Sophie has, a really lovely hemp um, moisturizing cream oh, yeah. um, that she uses. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. But um, I haven't really gotten on the on the hemp bandwagon. I really should. Um, yes. It's just, um, yeah, I, I really I absolutely should do ch- check some more of those products out. Oh, you know what? Um, I'll probably say I'll probably say the the hemp kombucha from um, from your old uh, uh, mob, um, the hemp oz. Hemp that's, that's a pretty good product. It yeah. is. is, is that, yeah. It's that's 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 damn tasty. Um, yes, it, uh, yeah. it really is. It tastes yeah. so good. Yeah. So um, thanks, John. Yes. Um, appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. John Leaf. You know what? And a lot of people actually get really afraid of the product because they're like, "Oh my god, it's got hemp in it. It's going to taste gross." <laughs> and you're like, "Trust me, it's the best yeah. tasting that's kombucha right. that you could ever have." Oh, actually, you've just jogged my memory. And the the Young Henry's Limited Edition Hemp IPA that was pretty damn good as well. Is it? I haven't tried it before. Yeah. I think I'm not sure if they're doing it anymore. They did a limited run. Maybe they're still making it. Oh, okay. Have to give it a go. Yeah. Have a look. Yeah, it's fine. They they didn't use hemp in the brewing process, but they got um, hemp derived terpenes and solubilized them, and then added them um, to the to the brew. So um, yeah, okay. it's got like a it's got an interesting like tangy kind of like um, sort of hay grass kind of not not a bad way, but um, yeah, it's a nice one to check it out. Okay, definitely will. I really appreciate that. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. See, that's cool. why it's really always nice to ask someone the question because you're always going to learn that's something right. new. You never know. You, <laughs> you never, never know. know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to leave it there with you. Um, sure. But I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you so much Thank for much. jumping well. on. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to see uh, your your talk from the conference. Great. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, I'll chat to you again soon. Yeah, chat soon. Bye. All right, bye then. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, sorry, there you have it. That was a sensational guest. Um, just to give you a little background. So you just jumped on the call, but you have no idea who he was. No, can't be saying that. Okay. Anyway, guys, so that was Reese Cohen. Reese Cohen from Fresh Leaf Organics. He's been in space for four or five years now. He's done a really good job. Um, and, you know, he helps companies and individuals navigate 
through the regulated cannabis markets. He's spoken on political, regulatory and economic features of medicinal cannabis at events across Australia and globally. He has done such phenomenal work. Um, And it really is a pleasure to have someone like him on the show to be able to provide that exclusive access to these little juicy details. Um, So a big thank you to Reese for coming on today. You are awesome. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Thanks, guys, for tuning in today. So if you want to hear some more from me and uh, Banana Talk series, please feel free to tune in. Banana Talk uh, at Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Obviously, you know what my name is because you found me (laughs) and you're listening right now. Um, Alternatively, though, you can also find me at carbanana.com.au for my website where I have little bits and pieces about the industry so you can learn about cannabis um, and also engage in some cool cannabis content, um, which you'll see across the pages for podcasting and um, LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. That's all just the social element of it all. But it's really cool because it gives you a little bit of a a conversational point of view of the cannabis industry. Like, uh, mm, why do I get cotton mouth when I consume cannabis? Or, hey, I consume cannabis recreationally. What can I do? Or, hey, I... uh, Maybe let's redo that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It was an absolute pleasure having Reese on the show. He offered so many valuable insights uh, and I could not be more thankful to have someone who not only helps companies and individuals navigate the regulated cannabis market, he's literally gone in and spoken on political, regulatory and economic features of medicinal cannabis across Australia and globally. Uh, so Reese is an absolute, absolutely phenomenal man. Um, so once again, thank you so much. If you want to see more of his work, go check him out at freshleafanalytics.com.au. Uh, you can also follow him on, on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn or Twitter and you'll be able to spot him, you know, type in Reese Cohen. <laughs> you'll find him in the notes so it's nice and easy click away found and you can follow his journey there especially because he's going to be releasing the report next week uh on march 3rd at the a cannabis summit so it's going to be really cool if you want to hear some more uh about cannabis and you're enjoying the cannabis conversation you know where to find me banana talk across uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Alternatively, I'm sorry, guys, this table just keeps moving. Uh, (laughs) Alternatively, if you want to find me on any social media platform, type in Carla Banana um, and you'll be able to spot me quite easily because it's the only person who has pink bananas or pink backgrounds with bananas flying everywhere. (laughs) Um, So... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you've learned something new and I hope you all have a wonderful night. Thanks, guys. Bye.